We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome inside the Guiltiest Charge podcast presented by TickPick, the official ticketing partner of the Guiltiest Charge podcast. You can use the link in the description for a $10 discount on your first purchase. That being said, we are here to preview the upcoming matchup with the Chargers and the Patriots. And joining me is Josh Fisher from the Charity Strike podcast, lifetime Patriots fan, and uh, couldn't be happier to have him on today. Josh, thanks for taking the time to join me. How are you doing, man? I, I'm doing, I'm amped. That intro music was blasting. I was yeah. like, who is that? Is that the doors? I was like, yes. Let's rocking go. with it. Pump, man. I'm good. Happy to be here. Excited for this weekend. I'm more excited for this weekend now than I was about two weeks ago, which is great. Okay. Um, pumped. Y'all are a good football team. I think we're a good football team, too. I think we're on obviously on different tiers. I think I could honestly, and I'd love to hear your take on it. I think we're like a year behind you guys. If that makes sense, I think yeah. like which which does because your quarterback is a year ahead of us. But I think just as a team as a whole, I think y'all obviously have a couple pieces in offense, um, and you had that one stud on defense who I, I love Judon, uh, but Bose is just a different kind of beast in my in my opinion still, despite the stats this year. Um, so I think y'all are a bit ahead of us, but I'm stoked for this weekend. Yeah, I think both teams are are about a, a year, two years away from. Really contending, personally, I know Chargers fans like to, you know, we all like to believe that this team is uh, ready for a Super Bowl push. Still got some roster holes, still got some some things to, you know, really gel. And I think every team really takes, you know, a season or two to to get that chemistry right. Like you, the Patriots have like so many moving parts. I think they're I, what do you have like fifteen different starters from last year from combined or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's it's been it's a plug and big play, roster though. makeover. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean he. He's like he is and he isn't. He because ha- when you think of the Patriots, it's it's interesting. You think of the stalwarts, the guys that are there mm-hmm. year in and because we had a lot of those. We had obviously yeah. Tom, but Gronk, Welker. I mean, you go down the line when we're winning, you know, on defense too. I know like off air, you would ask me about Gilmore, and we'll get into that. Um, but a lot of it's like he'll rotate guys in and out. He'll have his plug and play guys, you know. And it's Bill is a mastermind in the sense that he has. He gets that depth is the most important thing, mm-hmm. even in the NFL. It's in sports, it just is. Like yeah. if you go to basketball, 
Like if you look at just cross sports, we cover. I cover everything on my show. If you cover, if you go to basketball, you look at like the Nets and the Lakers. Like depth's kind of an issue. Like it's a bunch of like you know superstars and then old dudes. Like right. y- you need depth in the NBA for it to really work out. And if if your big stars aren't hitting, then you know the depth has to come through. And if you don't have that, you're not going to be good. The Patriots have depth in spades, which is my favorite mm. part about the team. Yeah, yeah. I think one of those pieces that they added this year, obviously. He's a little bit more than death because he's the starting quarterback. And that's obviously Mac Jones. And I think I always like to start these with the quarterbacks. You know, it is the, is the most important position, really kind of de- determines the result. Um, what have you been seeing from Mac Jones' development? Because I know that there was some kind of national criticism after the first few weeks. But um, how have the last few weeks been for Mac Jones? I mean, the guy's a rookie. You know, he's a rookie quarterback. So putting. It's the Patriots. He's he's you know filling in Tom's shoes technically, but I'm on a we're three and four and we're a close three and four. Mm-hmm. Like that cow, we took that Cowboys team. By the way, if you're asking me who the five best teams are in the NFL, I might say they're all in the NFC, and that's like tough to argue. I think it's tough to argue against that comment. Yeah, we took a Cowboys team to the brink, barely lost to the Bucks. We're a fumble away from beating the Dolphins, who unfortunately aren't that good but just out, outside i mean outside the saints loss really i mean we play every game has been extremely tight that we've lost so my confidence in mac i've never dipped confidence it's it's exactly as as expected i would love we're starting to let him push the ball downfield a bit more but that's not necessarily always been our offense either our offense is to pick you apart, control time, possession, quick throws like look who are who are like the best like most famous patriots receivers you got a tight end you got yeah. Welker and you got Edelman. Tom Brady's bread and butter was five yards, six yards, beat you to a pulp. Next thing you know, you haven't had the ball in eight minutes. They've scored a touchdown. Their defense is freshed up and ready to go. And, you know, you're starting with the ball on the 20. It's not great, right? And your field position is kind of meh. I mean, Mac Jones, like, fits, honestly, the system like a glove. He's going to have growing pains. He's going to have bad games. He's going to turn the ball over a little bit. But you know as well as I know, because like, they'll like try the Chargers won, no, but they had a quarterback 10 plus years, like you know, 15 plus years at the helm. The same guy. How many franchises do that these days? Especially these days. None. Not many. Yeah, not many. So we're we're very fortunate, right? Going from you know Rivers to Herbert. I know you guys kind of probably feel the same way right now about Mac Jones, but it is always funny to me, like the national narrative, you know, like Keyshawn Johnson is is the worst of this, of like, you know, I want my quarterbacks to win. And it's like, okay, well. The rookies, like, can we maybe you know give them a little grace? Quarterbacks to win, it's a, it's eleven on either side plus yeah. special team. I mean, look, dude, we've seen it. We've seen not great quarterbacks win the Super Bowl. We yeah. have. It's just the case, you know. Like, like Flacco, like whether Flacco, not a Hall of Famer, not even close. In fact, like he was barely a starter a couple years after the, you know, they they won. I mean, he mm-hmm. obviously had a good run, but he got replaced immediately by Lamar as soon as he was in. Lamar replaced him his rookie year. Kaepernick, who he faced in the Super Bowl, like, you know, obviously had all, all the off-the-field stuff that kind of maybe prevented him from getting another job. But it's not like he was an elite quarterback, you know, and he went to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G, clearly not an elite quarterback. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you don't need – yeah, you want your quarterbacks to win games, and if you know what, it's a minute and a half left, you're down four, and you have the ball, your quarterback's got to show up. I mean, you know, that's when right. that's when push comes to shove. But at the end of the day, there's so many more components to the team. And like you are saying, the Bill had the, – the cushion that Bill had in the past that he had Brady 
And so the offense was always going to be very good at its worst. Mm-hmm. So him moving around defensive pieces, getting rid of guys, bringing guys in, having obviously a couple of guys carry over year in and year out, he had room to kind of, you know, get the defense into shape at his own pace. So by the time the playoffs came, the defense was shut down. Yeah. Now he doesn't have that time. The defense kind of has, and they are performing at a high clip. Granted, they've played the Jets and the Dolphins in some of their games. But if you look at teams mm-hmm. that have played seven games, they're in the top five in points allowed. So yeah. it's a good defense. I Mac Jones has been, as far as a rookie goes, superb thus far. I mean, if you look at the other rookies across the board, Fields rushed in too early, wasn't ready. And like everyone, I don't think Nagy is a great head coach, but he's he's catching he's not he's catching a lot of flack for Fields not being ready. But for all intents and purposes, he wanted Dalton in the whole time, and as Dalton should be, Zach Wilson should never have started a game yet this year. Blatantly not ready. And guess what else wasn't ready? That team wasn't ready for a rookie quarterback. Now no. they're trading for Joe Flacco. <laughs> Cracks me up. It's too late. It's too yeah. late. The kid's out. He's hurt. He never stood a chance. You set him up for failure. Like, look at like Jimmy. We talk about Jimmy G not being a great quarterback. Lance hasn't really seen the field as a starting quarterback unless he's had to, you know? Yeah. You got to wait and be patient with these guys. I mean, then you have guys like us, Herbert, who multi multi year starter in the Pac 12. Very, he was right. He was more ready to go than people anticipated. For what, for obviously, the SEC is not the NFL, even despite what the SEC fans will say. But it's as close to the NFL game speed as any of the college conferences. And it's not, yeah. and that's not, and that part's not even close. So Mac Jones had a high floor. I'm very happy in long with what I've seen thus far. I don't think his receiving weapons are, you know, anything to write home. Myers is good. He's not a number one. Aguilar is good. He's like a number three. Born. It, look, that's what Myers is the number two. Then you got a number three in Aguilar. You got a number four in Bourne. So you have two through four ready to go. Then you have a good tight end in Hunter Henry. You just don't have that number one receiver yet. And I would love – I think, honestly, I'm pretty happy with the offensive line thus far. You know? Like, we have – Win has – Win's still getting his sea legs, unfortunately, in my opinion. But that's because he's had so many years of injury, and he, he hasn't really had a fair shake yet. So, honestly, all in all, I'm pretty satisfied. Well, I'm glad you mentioned uh, some of the receiving weapons. It is Jacoby Meyer is is one of the more interesting receivers because he hasn't had a touchdown in three years, but he's been on the field. You know, he's Mac Jones' number one target right now, at least in terms of targets and receptions. Mm-hmm. So um, it, let's dive a little bit more in depth there. Obviously, we know Chargers fans are very familiar with Hunter Henry, um, but who else should they get familiar with before uh, this game comes around on Sunday? Who's making plays for Mac Jones these days? I mean. Kendrick Bourne starting to get more involved in the offense. And we've seen him at, at in spurts back and, and Fran, you know, kind of, you know, jump off the page a little bit. You obviously know Myers. I, I at this point, I don't want him to score a touchdown. I just <laughs> want him to just be like epic all the time and just not get in the end zone. It'd be the grittiest thing of all time. It's like those guys like back in the day that just used to like bat 300 and steal bases and like not home. Yeah. Like you, like you remember Juan Pierre? Shout out to him. Like, I, I bet you never thought he'd be mentioned in this podcast, but now he is like guys like that. That'd be super swag. I mean, he's going to get in there eventually. He scored a two point conversion. I believe the other week and we're like, does that count? Obviously it doesn't. Um, Kendrick <laughs> Bourne. We have a legit running back. I'm not going to go out and say our running back is a top 
five, seven running back, but he's probably a top 12 running back and a legit number one, which in today's NFL, there's a lot of committee going on. Um, I'm super confident with the ball, with him with the ball in his hands. I think the fumbling issues are behind him. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Damian Harris. So him, Jacoby, Hunter, I mean, you know what you're getting at Hunter Henry, but Bourne is one guy who's got some big playability that if I'm the Chargers defense, I'm keying in on a little bit more. Yeah, so you mentioned Damian Harris. Obviously, the Chargers run defense is uh, very well-deservingly maligned these days. They're worst in the league right now. Um, as a Patriots fan, what are you expecting out of Harris in this game? Because, I mean, it, it seems kind of like, you know, softball pitch. Here's the home run for Bill Belichick. I'm just going to run the ball 30 times in this game. Uh, keep so, Justin Herbert off the field. But what do you expect out of Damian Harris on Sunday? That, like, it, <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, no, that's what I expect in- if you want to win in the NFL, in college, in high school, peewee, on Madden, any which way, you got to run the football. You got to. Running the football is not is so important in so many facets. Like, if you, I'm a Texas. I'm rocking the Texas gear. Are we live, by the way? It says live in the corner. I don't know if we are. If we it's are. just recording. Yeah, just recording. What up, everybody? Regardless, I'm rocking <laughs> Texas gear. We run the, When we run the football, we're pretty unstoppable as a Texas team. Running the football... When, we, when the Patriots run the football, when we when we lost to the Giants in 07, we were running with Maroney pretty well in the playoffs. Mm. And then we totally abandoned the run. And I'm not saying that's why we lost the game, but it didn't help. You need to be able to run the football in the NFL. Even with the high-flying gun slinging, you know, like Pat Mahomes behind the back, NFL Street 2 to Jeremy Shockey off a brick wall. Even with all this going on, like, you need to be able to run the football. And if you have a Chargers defense who can't stop the, the bleeding, then you, you got to gash them where you can. Because, I look, this Chargers team is good. And if Herbert has the ball in his hands, it's not good. He, it's He's lethal. He's got Mike Williams is healthy, and he's showing why he was a top-10 pick. Keenan Allen, the numbers aren't jumping off the page. In my opinion, he's still one of the best route runners, if not the best. And even if he's not putting up the numbers, having him out there is it opens it up for Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook just gets better with age. He's a fine wine. And Eckler, who is one of the nicest dudes in the world, he's just like a Swiss Army knife. Honestly, if I'm the Chargers, like you're missing like a paired running back to go with Eckler. Not mm-hmm. the guy to like, you know, take over for him, but someone to spell him. Yes. Because I, I would love a little bit more out of Stevenson. We're using Brandon Bolden for some reason for like the first time in like like twenty years. <laughs> All of a sudden he is like a gadget piece we're into. I'm about like, look, we scored the football, we scored the football. I don't really care how we do it. But you gotta run and keep it out of it at number 10's hands. Number 10's yeah. a special he's a special player. He's the he's the talent. He's the guy you build around. He's the guy that you're hoping. No, if there's no injuries, number 10 is going to be there till 2040. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully uh, that would be fantastic for us. You know, get that Tom Brady career for sure. Um, you mentioned the offensive line too. And obviously that's a big part of the, the running attack. Um, is everybody on that unit healthy right now? Cause I know that, you know, uh, Ueno has kind of been flipping around between positions. Um, now what's the status of the offensive line right now? I mean, no one's fully healthy. I mean, we've had injuries across the board. Andrews has had some tough times, you know. Um, we've had we've had moving pieces at right tack. Obviously, Trent Brown's done. So, you know, it's, oh, he's done for the year? Uh, not for the year, but he's out for this game. 
You know, he's okay. in the IR, and it's we've had major moving pieces in the, but that's the point. Like you had depth, right? And you have guys that can do mm-hmm. multiple play multiple positions. That's like that's Bill Belichick. His bread and butter is having guys in the offensive line that aren't one trick ponies that can be moved and shifted around. And when who can move around? Shaq Mason can kind of move around. He had Cannon before who can move around. We've had guys in the past who can slide across the offensive line, and when guys get hurt. Obviously, it's you hate to see it, and you don't want your starters to go out. But you have other guys that can slot in. You have the depth, depth in the offensive line. Like people think, okay, I have my five offensive linemen, and I'm good to go. Gone wrong. Those days are over. So I, I think the, I think the depth in the offensive line has been a major savings grace for the Patriots. Um, and I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the way they filled. I was, I was stoked for Trent Brown to come back. I really like Trent Brown. He was great for us. Fortunately, he's been out for a few games. Uh, I think he'll be back. Um, but and when has been a has been a revelation. It's a great pick. Shaq Mason's dynamite. Um, and you know, whoever's in there, Karis or Andrews is, is is great too. Yeah, yeah, that's always something I've been very jealous of. You know, the Chargers have finally invested in the offensive line. We've got a really good unit this year, uh, but it's taken them a long time under Tom Telesco to to figure that out. So I've always been very jealous. Um, I want to shift gears and talk about the defense because, I mean, obviously, you know, there were a lot of different factors that contributed to that 45-0 beatdown from last year. But the defense really made things tough on Justin Herbert. They didn't really do anything spectacular. It was just, you know, a lot of stunts, a lot of, you know, one-on-one wins. How do you think uh, Bill Belichick is uh, going to attack Justin Herbert this time? Obviously, like I said, better offensive line. Herbert's better himself. What do you think we can see from the Patriots defense uh, in this game and as an attempt to slow down Justin Herbert? I mean, that last year was an anomaly. That's never going to happen again against this game. <laughs> I mean, I know I look and not, I can't say with us, I can't say never again because he, they had a tough time against the Ravens and you will yeah. have those. You're going to have those games. Like, look, the Packers Packers are better than the saints. Let's be realistic. Who do you, who 100%. are you come, come January? Who are you more confident in Packers or saints? But they had a blunder to start the year. Teams are going to – like the Ravens had one last week after y'all had one against them. Teams yep. are going to flop sometimes. I, I'm i not looking at that game as the sign of things to come against us. You, you got to throw pressure in this kid's face. You got to contain him because he can move with his legs. And you got to give him as little time as possible because his weapons, not only downfield but out of the backfield, are – are great in the receiving game. Eckler is, if not the if one of the best, probably not the best because you still got McCaffrey, who will include even though he's hurt. You got Kamara, um, but Eckler is top five receiving back in the NFL in my mind, no question. So that's a major yeah. component. So he's got that safety valve, and then you got Keenan Allen, like we mentioned, great route runner, and Mike Williams. So this guy doesn't need too much time. He can really make plays happen rather quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And he can make plays happen with his feet. So I think, you know, confusing him in coverages, probably this, I mean, Belichick will float around types of defenses he puts out. I mean, I've even seen him go like a five, two in the past, like we're like, we're playing high school football out here. Um, so he's not afraid to do that, but I would, you know, run a couple safe, like three safeties, two corners out there. I know, I know Jones is out. We obviously lost Gilmore. But getting that extra cushion, maybe blitz, you know, use Phillips as a blitz. Do Kyle Duggar as a blitz. Um, My guy, Adrian yeah. Phillips, man, miss him. He's good. He's good. I like Phillips a lot. I like Kyle Duggar. You know, they're all they're all the safeties are good. Um, yeah, kind of you know just as, as that extra cushion because this guy could torch you in many different ways and, and honestly up and down the field. 
there's no limit to what he can do. He's great in the short, medium, and long range. So this is not the same Justin Herbert as we saw last year, and that Justin Herbert we saw last year was excellent. That is very true. So it's going to be an interesting challenge for uh, the defense for sure. You mentioned, you mentioned Matthew Judon. I know they brought back Kyle Van Noy. Dante Hightower is back from uh, the opt-out as well. What's the the status of the front seven right now? Uh, and how are the, you know who can we uh, be sure to keep an eye on this Sunday? Dude, you forgot you forgot the man. You forgot Jamie Collins back. Oh. <laughs> Was this like his fifth time? <laughs> I immediately did. Like I didn't even bat an eyelid. He was. I saw. I came on the ticker. It was like Jamie Collins waved by the lines. Like I felt my phone buzz like an, an hour later. It could have been a text from my grandma, but deep down I knew that Jamie Collins was signed by the Patriots, and I was right. <laughs> like that's like that's what happens. Um, I think I mean Judon's obviously the guy you key in on. I love I love Godshaw. I love you know uh, Wise is solid. Uh, Uche is really good. I, he's got a lot of promise. I think you know we have a good mix of vets and young guys who don't have to do too much and can kind of you know filter in and, and cycle through rather than play throughout the entirety of the game. Again, back to what I was saying at the top: the depth of the Patriots' defense is massive. Like uh, John, losing Jonathan Jones is, is is a is a blow, but we didn't have Gilmore the whole year, and he's definitely our best defensive player, and we were still fine. So having that, and like, I'm not saying like, you know, you're just, it's next man up for Jones is going he's great, but that's why you bring in Jalen Mills. That's why, you know, you go out there and trade for Sean Wade. Like that's why you have all these guys. Um, and that's why you have like a bevy of safety. So you can run, you know, five deep back there and get some extra help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if the Patriots defense, especially as of late, it's not been like, you know, you know, obviously have Gilmore the corner, but it's not really been one singular guy in the front seven. It's just been a good, healthy mix of rotating guys in and out and having fresh legs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I know, you know, on our show, we talk about special teams quite a bit. It's been uh, <laughs> and an awful year for special teams again for the Chargers. Yeah. Um, although the punt team is good. Punt team is, is, is a good part of the unit. Um, but I've got to ask you over or under one, special teams touchdowns for the Patriots on Sunday. We're going to block a punt just because you said that. <laughs> That's it. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. I wasn't going to, I was going to say Gunner wasn't going to get one. I was going to, you know, be glass half empty, you know, pessimistic, but just because you came in there talking smack about how dope your punt team has been, we're, <laughs> we're smacking one fifty yards out. It's we're going to pe- We're not even going to block it. We're just going to come right through and give it like the rock, like people's elbow. Like it's going <laughs> to taunt you guys as we block your punt. And what's going on with the kicking game? Like, do, do kids like it's the fastest. It's like the second fastest track. If you want to go to the NFL and you're under six foot, and you're not fast. Yeah. Pretty much describing myself here. <laughs> get to the get to the backyard. Start banging field goals. All right. Do you have a soccer background? Heck no. Well, I'm not. There There's a reason I talk sports. <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't play it. But like I would if I had like if I was like a soccer player and I knew like my my high school career was pretty toast. Like, you know, my mm. career in soccer was toast after high school. I wasn't going to play, you know, any D1 or D3 schools. I wasn't going to go play Ivy. I would have been out in the backyard banging field goals, kicking footballs because it's a fast track. I, I don't, no one's good at it. Like, there's very few guys that are just good at it these days. You know, everyone's getting picked off, you know, like off Dunkin' Donuts lines. Like, what are we doing here? You can't, you know, you can't find a great kicker anymore. 
Duncan Thomas Lens. I love it. So uh, I'm going to ask you this. The the Chargers have been in Los Angeles since 2017. This is their fifth wow. season. Uh, how many kickers do you think they've had in those four and a half seasons? They've been here five years almost. This is the fifth season, yeah. Oh my god, what is what is going on with time? Um, I don't mm, eight, eleven. What? Yeah, Dustin Hopkins will be their eleventh kicker to kick a field goal or extra point on Sunday. They had mm. they had four in 2017 alone, four in one season. So I don't know what it is about this position that has given the Chargers hell over the past few seasons. Um, we hope, right, that Dustin Hopkins is is going to be here to stay. We'll see. Um, you know, obviously he was released from Washington, so he's a little bit older. But, yeah, man, it's uh, it's not been a pretty situation for us. That's that's super sad. It's honestly borderline. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's borderline pathetic. I mean, pathetic. We had Vinatieri and Guskowski, and now we have, you know, Nikki under 50 Nicole, folk. Yeah. Under Nikki 50. Under 50. <laughs> Nikki under 50, dude, he's absolutely – I'm coining that. I literally just cuffed that. That was probably one of the best things I've said in the last three months in radio. I'm glad it was not on my show and you, were, and you got it. Uh, yeah, under 50, he's electric. Over 50, it's like, you know, might as well just bring out the nuns, start praying. That's how Michael Badgley was for us. So yeah. We're familiar with that kind of kicker. The yeah, the money yeah. badger was his nickname, and I hated the money, it. Money badger, yeah. Where yeah. where's he these days? Right, you know, not on the team. He's, he's in indie right now. He's an indie, right, right, right. He's an indie. Yeah. God, wow. With Blankenship, like he was in college for like thirty years. <laughs> he he's was the, in college for a long time. He's the Perry. He's the Perry Ellis of college football. For anybody who remembers who Perry Ellis was, he's go. probably. I'll, I'll, yeah, tons of references today. I love it. Um, yeah. We'll get you out of here on this one. I, you know, I said we take twenty five minutes. We're about there. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I always like to ask predictions on you know from our guests on these show. Uh, so, what do you think the final score is on Sunday, and who wins it? All right, going with my head, not my heart. I'm gonna go Chargers by the score twenty seven twenty one. So the Chargers little, cover then. Yeah. Put up they, they score four touchdowns. Hopkins misses an extra point because <laughs> of kicking <laughs> because the kicking stinks. Come on, man. <laughs> I, you're setting yourself up. I have to. The uh if this is if you guys are legit, this is a game you win. Yeah. Because we're good. We are good, not great. If you are a good football team, you win this game at home. If you lose this game at home, don't even don't even think about like going deep in the playoffs. Maybe you'll make it, but don't seriously. I'm serious. Don't think about it because this is a game you win at home. No, I do agree with that. Hundred percent. You know, I uh, it's been since 2008 since the Chargers have beaten the Patriots. It's been a while. Um, I was a freshman awesome. in high school when that happened. <laughs> so 2008. You're a freshman in high school. I didn't yeah. even know what I was. Oh, you might be a year or two older than me. I think I'm 27. Oh, you're a year older than me, but you look a lot wiser with the beard. <laughs> I appreciate that. Also, I appreciate you're the first guest of ours that has picked against the team that you cover. So you are the first guest of an opposing team to pick the Chargers to win. I'm a realist, dude. I've Look, my team has won so many times that I'm not just going to think with my heart and be stupid. You know, I, I you want you want to give the fans and people listening – 
a realistic approach. Right. I'm not going to say if, if I come in here, first of all, and you too, like you bring me on your show, you know, you're entrusting me to come on and give somewhat decent analysis. If I come on this program, like the Patriots are going to win 38, 13. You're like, this guy's a clown. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so there we got to keep the relationship alive. There you go. There you go, man. Well, Josh, this has been great, man. Where can Chargers fans find you uh, if they want some Patriots Intel this week? Patriots Intel. Uh, you could find us. Spotify, you know, Apple on Instagram, we're the charity stripe. We also do a Texas football podcast. Y'all like Texas football called Horns Up. We do that with Quan Cosby, UT Great. Just had Derek Johnson on. We have a lot of cool people coming through. Um, we also have a show. Oh my god, you guys will love this. We have a show on 1090 AM, the mightier 1090. We're on there 6 to 7 p.m. on Thursdays. So that's us. Um you saying weird, giving a bunch of weird references as you've been keen into here tonight and or today whenever you're listening. Um, so go catch us there. Steven, we'll have you back on our program too to do a run back, man. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Couldn't be happier with how this turned out. And yeah, uh, we'll be in touch soon. Sweet, man.